So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, tools of titans. We've went through it, I guess, three times at this point of time. Uh, a very long one, then another relatively long one, and now it's a little bit of a shorter one. And I hope to find new things. I hope to maybe just rethink things, and then, yeah, we're gonna see. It is actually rated 3 out of 10, so it's very, very poorly rated by the netlas.com site or by, by Net himself. And and I don't remember it as being a bad book. I remember it as actually being a pretty good book and also a pretty interesting one and also one that I would actually buy because uh, it's different chapters, it's different people. It is, I think, very easily digestible, which for me is a very huge part or point for uh, going for a book because, I don't know, of course, uh, reading a fantasy story is also something that I really can appreciate and, and have been in the past, but... But I don't know, I think there is something to just small little chapters and you're reading chapter per chapter. Every chapter is something different because, I don't know, like I just like to have diversity, I think. High level thoughts. I was disappointed. I loved his work, but this didn't deliver the way his past books have. There is zero thematic organization, so you can't reference certain topics you want to learn more about except in a few cases. While this has some interesting pieces, I doubt I'll refer back to it like I have with Workweek, Body and Chef. Summary notes. Andy Groove had the answer. For every metric, there should be another PAD metric that addresses adverse consequences of the first metric. Well, I don't know. Every billionaire suffers from the same problem. Nobody around them ever says, hey, that stupid idea you just had is really stupid. I doubt that. You know, I don't know because I'm not a billionaire, but... Uh... But I wouldn't like to, to have that if I was a billionaire. Like, of course, you can try everything, but but yeah, I know, it's just a waste of money anyway. How to thrive in an unknown future? Choose the plan with the most options. The best plan is the one that lets you change your plans. Which makes sense. And which is, by the way, also something that I'm, that I'm often trying to go for. Because, I don't know, I just, I want to be safe, I guess. Which... Which which might be one thing that a lot of people are like, you know, ah, you don't, you can't be safe and uh, you can't be in a position that that you always going to be safe and, and some shit like this because, you know, it's entrepreneurship because uh, and this stuff, you know what I mean. But it's, the thing still is, I mean, you don't want to have risk, isn't it the case? You know, you want to mitigate risk. You know, nobody wants to have risk in the end. It wouldn't make sense. And so why should I go for risk if I could just get what I really want to have? And it is not risky. Because I'm having so many options and if this fails, I can still, I'm still able to do that. And if that fails, I still can do a third thing. So why shouldn't I be fucking doing that if there is no downside of doing that? Most often there is probably going to be maybe just uh, time wasting or wasted time and all sorts of things. But, but I don't know, like for me, it wouldn't make too much sense to actually do something just because, because it is cool to do that. Tony sometimes phrases this as, the quality of your life is the quality of your questions. Questions determine your focus. Most people, and I'm certainly guilty of this at times, spend their lives focusing on negativity. For example, how could he say that to me and therefore the wrong priorities? Very important point. To fix this, he encourages you to prime your state first. The biochemistry will help you proactively tell yourself an enabling story. Only then do you think on strategy as well 
as you'll see the options instead of that ends. Yes, indeed. I think, I don't know, it, it makes sense. Never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious, Thomas Edison. I don't know. I don't like to be thinking when I want to sleep. Huge part for me. Like if I'm thinking about shit, then I'm not going to be able to sleep. There is no fucking way. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand it. But anyway. So if you're planning to do something with your life, if you have a 10-year plan of how you get there, you should ask, why can't you do this in six months? Which is a very good question because often we are wasting a lot of time and there is something called the Parkinson effect or rule, I'm not quite sure, which states that uh, if you're having... Uh, there is actually a cool phrase they're using, you know, the original one, if you will, uh, like time... You know, if you're having a lot of time, you're also going to use it. If you're having a small amount of time, you're going to use it. If you're having a big amount of time, you're going to use it. So whatever the fuck you're doing, it is always going to be fitted to the amount of time that you're having. Whether it is a, a lot, whether it is a little, whether it is just something in between. I don't fucking know. But yeah, period. Um, how do I become less competitive in order that I can become more successful? Hmm. <laughs> I don't always, I don't necessarily think that this is always going to be the case, but anyway. Teal questions. The monopoly question. Are you starting with a big share of small market? Of a small market? Question mark. The secret question. Have you identified a unique opportunity that others don't see? And the distribution, distribution question. Do you have a way to not just create but deliver your product? Huh? Do you? Do you? Create your own graduate program. Uh, how might you use the money you would spend on one uh, on one to further educate yourself outside of a university? Which is, by the way, also something that Tim Ferriss, the author of the book, did. Or, well, not necessarily author because it's just a bunch of interviews, basically, but still under his name. And he did it with his MBA money. And I think that it's actually been one of his best decisions because it's actually been the starting point of... I think starting the company and also investing. So I think he took the 100 grand or 120 grand, I think it is, and he just invested his money instead of just going for his MBA, which you can be doing if this is what you want to do. Affirmations. All you do is you pick a goal and you write it down 15 times a day in some specific sentence from like, I, Scott Adams, Scott Adams will become an astronaut, for example. And you do that every day. And then it will seem as if the universe, universe, yeah, universe just starts spitting up opportunities all of a sudden. But if you want something extraordinary, you have two paths. First of all, become the best at one specific thing. Second of all, become very good, so top 25% or two or at two or more things. So what shall you be doing? It depends, I think, on, on you, on who you are on what you want to do, on what you believe is great, on just all sorts of things. Creativity is an infinite source. The more you spend, the more you have. It's indeed the case. You know, the more creative you are, the more creative you're going to be. As, as if, uh, as I've also heard said, what? Amateurs built the Ark, professionals built the Titanic. I distinctly remember him saying not to worry about what I was going to do because the job I was going to do hadn't even been invented yet. The interesting jobs are the ones that you make up. In other words, the 
miniature fit around the big things, but the big things don't fit around the miniature. Or the miniature. However you're pronouncing this shit. But it means details. And niceties. Nicheties. Trivia. Trivialities. Well, anyway. Where can you put yourself into an environment that gives maximum exposure to new ideas, problems and people? Exposure to things that capture your shower time. Those things you can't stop thinking about in the shower. What is it? Is it just a workplace? Is it um, hanging around with people that you enjoy? Is it something else? What is the environment? You know, what, what should it be? If you find yourself saying, but I'm making so much money about a job or project, pay attention. But I'm making so much money or but I'm making good money is a warning sign that you're probably not on the right track or at least that you shouldn't stay there for so long. Because it's probably something that you don't really like because you're saying, but... I'm making a lot of money. And I actually do not want to do this, but I'm making a lot of money. But it's giving me the opportunity to buy this Lambo. But whatever. What blessing in excess have become a curse? Where do you have too much of a good thing? This is a very good, this is a very good question to ask yourself because I believe kind of deeply that whatever you're doing that's good, i.e. working out. Like I've been able to overtrain once again. Now I'm fucked quite and today i'm forcing myself to not work out tomorrow's hopefully going to be better i have to regenerate and we have to think about that so yeah it's it's one of the dumbest ideas you can have you know why why the fuck do i always have to overdo things i'm actually very likely to do it intense in 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 terms of working out i'm so likely to overdo it it is in fucking insane it really fucking is but yeah Answering the question, what would it look like if I had, helps clarifying things. Life favors a specific ask and punishes the vague wish. Are you fooling yourself with a plan for moderation? Question mark. The second you start doing it for an audience, you have lost a long game because creating something that is rewarding and sustainable over the long term, long run requires, most of all, keeping yourself excited about it. Being tougher was more than anything a decision to be tougher. It is impossible to immediately be tougher starting with your next decision. Have trouble saying no to desert or dessert. Be tougher. Make that your starting decisions or decision. Feeling winded or winded? Take the stairs anyway. Ditto. It doesn't matter how small or big you start. If you want to be tougher, be tougher. Uh, it kind of feels like Joko Willink is saying that. What you just explained is exactly what I was going to suggest. Think about how old you are right now and think about being a 10-year-old version of yourself. Then think, what would I probably tell myself as an older version of myself? That uh, is the wisdom that I think you found in that exercise. If you do this exercise and then start living the answers, I think you're going to grow exponentially faster than you would have otherwise. And I would tell myself, rest. Your body needs to regenerate. And I would also say this to other people. Or I would say, like, you know, maybe just do a little bit of working out. I know, not that much, just a little bit. But but I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's dumb. Because in the end, I'm fucking, my, I'm fucking my long process or progress. I might be happy in the now that I'm just pushing myself and doing some bullshit. But, but in the long run, it's going to be something that I'm pretty fucked about. Because I'm just uh, not feeling good. Um... And I also feel like resting. I really indeed feel like, well, I think my body is telling me like, you know, you should just 
kind of keep the ball low. Yeah. And it is also going to be fine. Like, I'm in pretty good shape. I know it's, it's strange. Most people will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Because unhappiness is certain. Comedy is for the most part just an obsession with injustice. This isn't fair, so what pisses you off? Louis C.K. says, if you think about something more than three times a week, you have to write about it. Honor those who seek the truth, beware of those who have found it. Adapted from Voltaire, a reminder that the path never ends and that absolutely nobody has the shit figured out. Robustness is when you care more about the few who like your work than the multitude who hates it artists. Fragility is when you care more about the few who hate your work than the multitude who loves it. Politicians. Well, well, well. And those who are offended easily should be offended more often. May West. The sigh is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. Kind of indeed. Like, I don't know. If you can't see yourself working with someone for life, don't work with them for a day. I don't know, like, I wouldn't necessarily say so, because, I don't know, not really, not really what I would recommend, not really what I would say, but yeah, anyway, 70 questions to change your life, which is going to be kind of the last part of this summary, what if I did the opposite for 48 hours, amazing question, one of, I think, Tim Ferriss actually, um, most loved questions, what do I spend a silly amount of money on? Can I stretch my own itch? Scratch. What would I do have be if I had $10 million? What's my real TMI? What are the worst things that could happen? Could I get back there or here? If I could only work two hours per week on my business, what would I do? What if I let them make decisions up to $100, 500 or $1,000 and you're not doing anything? What is the least crowded channel? What if I could pitch my product directly? I couldn't pitch my product directly. What if I created my own real-world MBA? Do I need to make it back the way I lost it? What if I could only subtract to solve, to solve the problem? What could I put in place to go off the grid for four plus weeks? Am I hunting antelope or field mice? Uh, could it be that everything is fine and complete as it is? What would this look like if it were easy? How can I throw money at the problem? How can I waste money to improve my life? And no hurry, no pause. And the last one is, if I go about on this endeavor, does it meet the threshold that Shackleton applied? Is this the most audacious endeavor or endeavor? I think that's endeavor. I can possibly convince of or conceive of what should Shackleton do? I really like those questions. And just thought about working out like, if I only had two hours of working out each week, I would do four times half an hour full body, which could work out actually quite fine if I'm doing it in rounds and as many as I possibly can and supersetting the rounds, then I could actually get done quite a lot of fucking work. Of course, it is intense. Uh, but, oh, by the way, this is also like a thing. Like, my workouts are fucking intense. I'm super certain everything. Everything. Quite. You know, just besides, I think, two exercises. So, so I don't know. 
I think I just gotta have to rest. And but yeah, I think I'm gonna end the episode there. You know, I don't want to stretch it. I hope that you've liked it. I hope that you've been able to, or that I've been able to, just share some things that are of value to you. And I'm hopefully gonna see you the next time. So I wish you the best health, of happiness, and all success. And also hope that you're gonna remind yourself and you're gonna be remembered, which basically means uh, being a nice person. And basically also means just being remembered as a nice person, which is a good thing. Three other questions that I have: You are, why are you here? What are you changing? And what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully gonna show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a cool thing. Another question that I have for you is, what could you do, what could you say, what could you change, what could you build that really makes somebody's life better? Yeah, what could it be? And with that being said, I appreciate it so much. I hope that I'm going to see you the next time as well. And yeah, with that being said, please stay healthy, cool, patient, passionate, generous, and nice. And I'm going to see you the next time. So bye-bye.